welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing our bonus episode of Spring Turns to Spring, so we finished it up and we're back to talk more about it. Woo! Finished all 32 episodes. Jeez Louise. More superhumans. Superhumans. Wow. How did you like the show? I liked it. It was fun. I don't think it was... Um, I think it was like the palate cleanser we requested. Uh, it was recommended as a palate cleanser after our uh, like mega dramathon. And we we did separate it with good casting, um, and so now we're on like a dramedy thon, and I think that this one was like a good light drama. I, what do you think about it? Yeah, it wasn't quite my sense of humor throughout the whole thing, but they did stick to what they did best, and that was comedy, and I think that's something that like I have trouble with I think I maybe take myself too seriously <laughs> as a k-drama watcher where I'm like give me moments of seriousness give me moments of passion and anger and sadness and I feel like the the moments of real emotion in this drama they still tried to spin into comedy yeah and I was like just let the comedy go for two seconds. To be fair, Bomi gave us a lot of anger, but it was comedic anger for the most part. It was comedic anger. And then later, uh, Lee Bom gave us a lot of anger when she just picked up that habit from Bomi. Yeah. But again, it felt like it was serving comedy purposes more than character purposes. Yeah. Though, I did like Lee Bom's descent into anger. A lot. Specifically that scene, that one, the... That um, one good scene. Yeah, the divorce Ooh. party scene, which was iconic. I will remember it forever. And if I ever have the opportunity to be that angry at another human being, I am stealing the shit out of that idea. Doing everything that she did to the T. That was not the only good scene. That was just the best scene. <laughs> the most iconic scene. It definitely made it endeared Lee Bomb to me in a way that up until that point I had not felt. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Lee Bomb is in uh, the running for favorite character. She didn't quite make it. If we're going to be voting on favorite characters, I have two that Ooh. are extremely obvious if you've been listening to the podcast <laughs> up to this point. Um, Who are your favorite characters? Uh, Lee. Hyung Seok, is that right? And I think so. Yeah. And Sewon. Me too. Not surprising. Yeah. We liked the same people. They the gave good us ones. a great performance. Yeah, they were just consistently good. I think Siwon edges out Lee Hyung Seok a little bit for me, only because Lee Hyung Seok went full circle by. Going back to work at MBS at the very end of the show. I think that he might edge her out a little bit for me, but it might have been the coat that he wore at the end, because I'm a sucker <laughs> for a good coat. 
We had so many. It's fall here in the USA, and it's coat season, and I'm ready. I have exactly two coats that are mm, somewhat K-drama adjacent level. One of them is a wool coat. The other is just a coat. But, um, you know, I just love coat season thanks to K-dramas really changed everything. You know, they really played up yeah. that coat game, and I'm here for it. And so whenever I uh, get to circle back around and experience just like a nice, nice, nice fitting coat in a K-drama, I get excited. I can't help myself. I monkey brain. <laughs> there were a lot of incredible outfits in this drama. I, Lee Bomb in particular, I think stood out a lot. Like, Bomi wore stuff that... I would wear if I was an incredibly rich, like, working at an office type. And vaguely unstable. Vaguely unstable, but usually a lot of suits. A lot of suits that are kind of very powerful. They make a statement. Um, Lee Baum, on the other hand, was making statements. I don't know who she was. I don't know what she was about. But having such brightly colored tights that match your brightly colored pumps is a look that I would never imagine looking good until she wore it 90 times. Yes. Over and over again. And you know, it was bold. Not that bad. Yeah. It was bold. (laughs) But not terrible. I was here for it. I was looking at her most of the time and I think that was her vibe. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Siwon really pulled through in this drama. She started good, and then she went through so many trials, especially with all her family drama, and she consistently was like, no, I'm still the best character. I'm a good person. I love my mom. I stand up for myself and my dreams. And it's like, She's nailing it. She's the best. Yeah. I'm here for she won. Yeah. I do love her. I, and she's just, she's very good in the way that I think, like, like she gets purity from her mother, but she doesn't get overbearing from her mother. She is mm. still a teenager. Uh, yeah. So she's just like a really pure kid running around doing what she thinks is best and it is it works for her she makes me very happy yeah and I guess I don't hold it against Lee Kyung Suk for going back it is a smart choice I don't know it's hard to be an entrepreneur I've never done it for a reason because (laughs) kudos to all the entrepreneurs out there wow that seems very difficult yeah but it was just cool to watch him like drop the mic and walk out of MBS and be like, you guys don't deserve me and immediately start his own company that's like so successful. Yeah, he's like busting open news stories one after the next. Yeah, and then he just goes back and he's like, cool, I'll take my old job back. And he got a promotion, but like, come on, be above them. What do we think about them deciding at the last minute to not really do anything about a Bomi relationship with him? I mean, I didn't really ship it by the end. Yeah, 
I guess it's just like weird when it felt teased and then at the like near the very end they seemed like they were really pushing it especially around the time that her mom was there and her mom was like who's this your boyfriend and then bomb sam was said the same thing is this your boyfriend and she just kept on saying don't worry about it don't worry about it and then there was some flirts here and there but like nothing nothing forceful enough to make it a relationship but also it was clearly there. I don't know. It felt like a weird tease. It was a weird tease because, like you said, it was so consistent, but it felt like the stuff they were doing to kind of tease them at the end of the drama was the same stuff they were doing with them at the beginning of the drama. Yeah, exactly. Where they were at the office and her coworker, who was trying to be the lead anchor and who seemed to be obsessed with Lee Hyung Suk would constantly be like are you too close why are you two coming into the office together are you guys dating and it was like that's the same scene as later with Lee Bomb being like why are you guys together all the time yeah like this is episode one and episode 32 no growth no growth either give it to us or don't I don't know they just don't seem like, they could have sold me on it, but since they didn't, I'm settled in, like, they don't seem good together. I don't know. It's fine. I'm not mad. <laughs> Just confused. Why even hint at it? <laughs> don't play with me. I don't appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so do you remember last episode, a week ago, when, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when we threw a bunch of shade at all of the non-Korean actors and actresses. Yes. Okay, so we did do that for a long time. Whoops. <laughs> do you want to hear something Buck Wild? Yeah. So the actress that played Anastasia Okay, there's so many wild things. We'll start with the thing that I always do. First of all, she is a year younger than me. Um, so, okay. Uh, the next thing <laughs> is... It's okay. People are allowed. The next thing is how many dramas she's been in that we have seen. What? She has been in so many K-dramas. Uh... That, like, specifically, I think she has the... We've seen her more than any Korean actor or actress in, like, a K... Like, the amount of K-dramas. What? What has she been in? So, Spring Turns to Spring, uh, a Korean odyssey, or Hoyugi is what we call it. She was a doll ghost in that. Okay. Strong Woman Dobong Soon... She was the voice in Romeo and Juliet, which is not something I remember. No, and just a voice. That's not on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see this one, but I'm pretty sure you at least watched part of The Legend of the Blue Sea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was a mermaid in that one. Wow. Um, there's a couple more that maybe you've seen that I'm going to name before I name the big one, and it's kind of problematic. So that's going to be the big finale on okay on her CV. Oh, no. Um, did you ever see Kill Me Heal Me? 
Yeah, I she, loved that show. She was in that one. She was Cha Do Hyung's high school friend. Oh. Um, what else do I suspect you've seen? Um, I don't think either of us has seen this one. It's a pretty new one, but Netflix advertises this one to me a lot, and it is When the Camilla Blo- Camellia Blooms. What? I've seen, like, three episodes of that. Yeah, she's Helena in that. Oh my god, I feel like the biggest idiot. <laughs> um, okay, so... Mental drum roll. She was in the K2. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she was, which we've seen twice. Um, so Who was she? It's problematic. Do you want to guess? She was Anna. Um, the main character. She was Anna. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. No, no, no. Uh, she was Rania. Who's Rania? The Okay, there's spoilers for the K2 right now, right oh, here, right now. don't tell me. You can tell me after. Okay, well, 10 second... Hey, listener, if you haven't um, if you haven't watched the K2, we're going to need you to go ahead and just skip like 20 seconds ahead, starting now. Rania was the girlfriend that died when he was a mercenary in the Middle East that he was oh. going to marry. Oh. Yeah. Problematic because she's super white. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't say. Okay, I don't know her whole ethnicity, but she's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, um, Caucasian, from what I can tell. And I don't know if I'm one hundred percent comfortable with the fact that they that she played a person of color. I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not surprised. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. She was so much better in that than in this one. Yes. I guess I'll go freaking hindsight is twenty twenty and retroactively say she was easily the best of the CIA cast in Spring Turns to Spring. Yes. She did a better job than many. She had more lines than most. Um... Yeah, she's been in everything. It's crazy. I feel like my whole opinion is changing, and I don't know if it's problematic or, like, a good thing. Right. I'm, like, reassessing my standpoint of, like, well, maybe you're just not as good at judging acting as you think you are. Um, Yeah, I hope that's the case. I was not super compelled by her performance. I, I will stick to my guns. I was not incredibly compelled by her performance in Spring Turns to Spring. But that said, I've seen her in other stuff that I thought she did a great job in, so... That's fair. But I do want, like, thinking back on it, I feel like her scenes with Bom Il were pretty good. Pretty solid scenes. Yeah. But for some reason, her scenes in the warehouse with Dr. Alex, I think was his name, the crazy supervillain, were, like, some of the worst. Yeah. They really were. You can blame it on that guy, I guess. I guess. Sorry, uh, sir. I don't even have his name. I was just scrolling through the cast list to see if I could figure it out, but I can't. Um, I'm just going to take the fall for this. If you're listening, please come on our podcast and you can stand up for yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, you can drag us through the mud, honestly. 
uh, if you yeah. wanted to come on the podcast. And but yeah, that like I just remember at one point she's talking to him about something in the warehouse, and the one of the lines she delivered, I actually did laugh out loud, but not <laughs> with the show. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I feel like this show had a comfort zone in comedy and they almost to the point where they shied away from anything else but especially with the CIA scenes they were like these are just supposed to be funny um we are not going to actually murder these people even though someone's waving a gun around literally every time you see the CIA there are so many guns but nobody's ever going to get actually killed because that would bring down the show we're not ready for that kind of commitment to sadness so everybody lives this time so everybody lives and everybody say your lines as if you just read them four minutes ago for the first time go (laughs) perfect (laughs) you nailed it guess we're still throwing shade what's up it's all we know That's actually not true. We don't usually throw shade like this. If this is your first episode of Play on K, first of all, why? Second of all... (laughs) You're not giving us a chance. (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) um, we're we're not this negative, usually. For some reason, we were not impressed. I mean, you saw the show. We weren't impressed with the non- Asian, non-Korean actors. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it was just something not quite vibing with me. Taking myself way too seriously as an audience member. And the show not taking itself seriously at all. Yeah. They were just like, they were all in on comedy. We've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand times more in this episode. They were all in on comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I... I'm all in on scenes that make me cry. Yeah, we asked for scenes that wouldn't make us cry, and as soon as they're given to us, we're like, you know what I need? A good cry. You know what I actually need? More crying. (laughs) We're problematic. We're the problem, I think. Yeah, I think we're the problem. (laughs) That would make so much more sense. (laughs) Um, From the many articles I read on Soompi, they coined a term that I don't know how to pronounce, but it's, instead of romance, it's womance. Oh, like a woman? Like a woman romance? But like friendship? But is it womance? Womance? Womance or womance? (laughs) Womance. Womance. (laughs) Is what brings us together today. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> We're about to get sued by the We're princess bride. Um, yeah, everyone was like pumped about the romance in this drama. And I thought that was really cute. It's something that I don't think we dwelled on a lot. Mm-mm. And I, it's kind of like they pulled it together at the end. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Because the first, at least the first 16 episodes um, or eight however you want to count it. God, we'll never get our shit together with counting these episodes. But the first, like, proper 16 episodes, um, I felt really bummed at how mean 
they were to or how much they didn't like each other. And then by the end, I was actually pretty appreciative. They're cute about their friendship. At one point, they're sitting at a dinner table or breakfast table. I don't know. But Sewan is there. It's before she knows. So she thinks she's sharing food with her mom. And Bomi is telling her not to. And then her mom is just like, yeah, you can eat it. I don't know. It'd be cool. And you can <laughs> tell in that moment that even Lee Balm is kind of proud of Bomi and her connection with like her daughter and with with the two of them. I don't know. It does become a very, very sweet romance. I think, yeah, they really pulled out all the stops at the end with like they're seen atop of the hay bale when they're about to drink the potions and switch back where the first time they thought they were going to switch back they were both like let's agree to never see each other again goodbye forever this was the worst experience of my life and we changed we got some character development and they were like if I had to switch places with anyone, I'm glad it was you. This was really nice. Let's keep in touch. And then you find out in kind of the quote-unquote epilogue that they're still switching. And they're just vibing. They're like, this is the best. I love being an actress. And I love being a reporter. And we love switching each other's lives and having this secret that nobody knows. And we're kind of getting good at it. We think they were wrong, but we think. <laughs> it's really cute. It is cute. It is cute how much appreciation they gained for each other and for each of their lives by the end of it. That's super sweet. That's very women supporting women. And you know I'm here for that. Yeah, that's our game. We love those women supporting women scenes. In this show, they had a lot of them. They were all at the end, but they had a lot of them. And it was very cute. A lot of people or a lot of reports said that the mood on set was really fun, both because of the lead actresses being like really fun people and getting along together really well, but also just everybody having such a good time and getting really into like this is a comedy we're here for a good time not a long time like let's just have fun and the director and the producers really got into that and promoted that feeling and it was just it came across in the drama that there was a really good vibe on set it did it came across super super well in the drama because i felt like everyone was just having a blast like we said, they were all in on comedy, and you could tell everyone was just kind of doing it. They were committed. Yeah. There was a scene in the last four hours of the show at some point where Park Yun Chol discovers the secret, and he walks out of Bong Entertainment having seen them switch before his eyes, and he just, like, maniacal laughs and is like... I've gotten everything, I will destroy them. And in the moment, you're so mad at him. Like, he's the villain and he's kind of winning. But thinking back on it, like, how much fun would that be to shoot? How much energy would there be on set during that scene of, like, all right, Parking Show, like, go, do it, be the evil. Yeah, he threw himself into that. Yeah, he did such a good job. 
Because at first he seems just like a stupid idiot husband that's cheating on his wife. And by the end, he is crazy. And the transition is really smooth. You can see it. The actor worked so hard to make that seem realistic. And it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The acting in this show was freaking off the charts. Yeah, they did an amazing job. Also, one thing I was thinking about last night. I didn't know this show came out in 2019. I would have thought it was an older drama than that, but I'm glad it did. I was they had the technology mm-hmm. that they could have made the transition scenes between Bomi and Lee Bom so much creepier. And I'm just going to take a moment and say thank you for not. <laughs> thank you for keeping it pretty visibly palatable. Y'all ever read those Animorph books? Visually, oh. Can you imagine their faces just like bubble into the next one? Yeah, like they could have been like technology. We have it. Let's make them morph into another person. Like, oh. I kind of thought about that as well, though, at one point, because I thought about if you, if we were watching live TV today, like if I was watching the news. And someone changed who they were on TV. Technology has come so far that I don't even know if I'd believe it. Like, I'd think it was just an effect or a recording or something. I would be so willing to believe the more likely truth than that it was a a person who just transformed into another person. And I can't imagine what would make me believe it short of seeing it in real life, you know? Um, 100%. I was thinking that with... Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, then I thought about TikTokers using that same effect (laughs) to just change themselves. I was like, "Eh, possible. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking that with uh, the evidence, like when Park Yun-chol and So-jin get like video evidence of them changing and they're like this is gonna change everything we're gonna ruin their lives and I was like maybe on the live broadcast that press conference that Lee Baum was having maybe on live news at 9 p.m maybe you would believe it but some cell phone footage of like a girl ducks behind a jacket and then they spin around and pop out the other side and it's a different girl you'd be like wow what a video you made <laughs> cool did your 10 year old niece show you how to do that yeah who would believe that i would not i would not i would just <laughs> i just don't i can't imagine a world in which we with the technology we have to manipulate graphics and video i just don't see like I said, even if I saw it happen right before me, I'd be I'd be looking around for David Blaine. <laughs> but it's so consistent with the show. This is the show of zero stakes. I think we've said it so many times before. It started with the brain tumors. Probably started way before the brain tumors, <laughs> but that is I will never forget that they had brain tumors for half an episode. Um and it did not end even at the end of the show. Like that moment, Sojin catches them on video changing, and she, like, passes out 
in the alley and I was like, okay, something's going to happen here. They're going to walk around that corner and Bomil and Bomi are going to find Sojin and be like, what? Was she following us? Let's do something about this. Zero consequences. They did not find her. She woke up a minute later. What is the point? (laughs) What is this show of zero consequences? Yeah, they just kind of didn't have to worry about all of the things they worried about for most of this show, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if they had gotten on top of this a lot sooner. It really... I'm I'm always glad when the good guys win and when things work out. But you kind of want them to overcome things. And this is a show where they did not have to. <laughs> I mean, them show ending up showing the world that they switch bodies is an interesting ending because I feel like it makes it so that really the only consequence of them changing bodies is that they found out her husband was cheating on her. And they wouldn't have figured that out if they had been honest from the get-go. So I guess it's good they decided to hide that. But also at the same time, you know... There was a lot of stuff they stressed about that they didn't need to if they had just been extremely straightforward. I guess they got a lot of people on their side over the course of of how it went as well. Yeah, they did point that out, which is a really nice moment where they, in their press conferences, were like, there were so many people that found out our secrets and did not treat us like a monster. That was such a touching, like... Especially for Bomi, where consistently, even to the end of the drama, tries to protect herself by saying, like, this was all me. I did this by myself. And it's so cute to see her for just a moment be like, well, actually, it was really nice to have people who didn't find out our secret that we thought would destroy us and try to actively destroy us. It was nice to have people on our team. It feels good. It feels right. It feels nice. And always back to the romance of this show. Like, I guess, if anything, we can say everything that happened in this show was to build the relationship between Lee Bomb and Bomi. And secrets do that pretty quickly. Then spring turns to spring. <laughs> I don't know what, what I'm doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because you just turn it off. You just stop recording. She's done. Okay. Just, Um, you know, got that 10.30 p.m. energy. Oh, no. Okay, we can start the wrap-up with our awards. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Bust-up girl nominees. Who we bring into the table. Oh, yeah. I actually came up with one this time. Boop, boop, boop. Um, I don't know her name because... Iconic bust up girl. I think she had a name, but I forgot it. She is the daughter of the S Corporation construction guy. She was in a mental hospital and thought she was a doctor the whole time that she was there. And she helped Bomi escape. Yeah. Gave her a cell phone. Got really excited when she got her cell phone back. Yeah. She's just a nice girl who... Didn't have a role, didn't have any part in the show, just kind of helped out a main character once. Yep. Um, There was one nominee I had. I think your nominee probably wins it. 
Um, now I can't even remember who it is. So your nominee wins it. <laughs> I remember yours was a man. Yeah, it was a uh, guy. He did he said some... he like. Oh, oh, it was the cashier at the store. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he was just functioning with the information he had, and at one point he buys their groceries for them, and at another point he refuses to sell groceries to Bomi. I don't think it makes him a bad person. He thought that she was not a good reporter uh, when yeah. he refused that, based on I know, the news. I know that it was valid. He had a good reason. But to me, that knocks him out of the running. I only want to see good in our bus stop girls. Yeah. And I feel like if he had just paid for Bomi and Lee Sung Hyuk's groceries and been like, this is on me, y'all are doing the good work as reporters... It would have been just enough good in the world to give him a bus stop girl award. But then he ruined it. He came back. He's not going to get it. You're not going to get it because you're being a little bit petty and misinformed. (laughs) You don't even know what you're talking about, sir. Buy their groceries for them. (laughs) Or just let her pay. I don't know. Like, just run a business like a normal person. Uh, So it's doctor fake doctor then oh yep bus stop girl welcome to the club welcome to the club um i don't really have a happy nominee for this one no it's in my mind the requirement is not that they have to be a dog (laughs) but it always is it is it low-key is that they have to be a dog it low-key is that they have to be a dog (laughs) I'm like, oh, there's no dogs in this drama. There's no happy award. It's like, Siwon comes close, but she's not a dog. Yeah. So. James came pretty close. Cause he's yeah, kind he of, was a good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy who's like happy like a pupper. But, you know, he's not a pupper. So. But also there's a degree of sacrifice to happy. Happy is from Goblin, right? Yes. And like... Yeah, there's a degree of sacrifice <laughs> to that character. So nobody got that. It didn't get that dark in this drama. Yeah, we're giving oh, James... Sam took a bullet. Yeah, we're giving James a spinoff anyway, so... <gasps> yeah! Sorry, Bomb Sam, that you took a bullet and that's not worthy enough sacrifice. James. James turns to Yams. The spinoff. <laughs> What is James turns to yams? Get it? Because Jace can be pronounced likewise. <laughs> yams turns to yams. <laughs> and yams then. Yams turns to yams. <laughs> yams uh, turns into a high profile celebrity only to realize that maybe he was happy running a bookstore all along. Cute. Cute. I'm so into that spinoff. So in the spinoff, there's more potions being made and distributed. Mm-hmm. Someone steps up to take Bomil's place. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe they're not so good, and then Bomil and Bom Sam have to combine their IQ to... <laughs> <laughs> their two half-brains must combine <laughs> to make the formula once again to save James. That's cute. Who's going to play the actor that James switches with? Um, Carson Allen. What? Anastasia. 
Anastasia. Why are you back here? <laughs> She's in everything. She's in everything. Um, I'd love to see her chops. I bet she'd do great at that. <laughs> I want to see her shine. I feel like we dragged her too much, and now I'm like, give her another role. Let's see her shine. Uh, I want to nominate Kim Woo Bin, but I think that's just because we watched him play an actor in the last thing we that the last and only thing we've seen him in he played an actor yeah so just always make him an actor so kim woo bin <laughs> is an actor who plays an actor we've typecast kim woo bin <laughs> he's perfect <laughs> put him in everything i don't care <laughs> i mean fair he he does a good job yeah and he was so prickly in that that he would be a good opposite to james Mm-hmm. Who's like a sweet little pup. What if we just did a crossover with uncontrollably fond? Oh no, it would be so <laughs> sad. Okay, so if we take the crippling sadness of uncontrollably fond and we pit it against the unending comedy, just like the unrelenting never pause for a tear or a worry comedy. Of spring turns to spring, who wins? This is celebrity death match. Oh my god. I don't even know. Like, I start to pick one and then I'm like, no, no, no. The sadness of uncontrollably fond will affect me for the rest of time. I will be sad forever. But at the same time, there were no other emotions allowed <laughs> in spring turns to spring. <laughs> there was only comedy (laughs) and that is strong (laughs) who's to say um y'all email us and if you watched both of those shows could you email us and let us know who you think wins we have to know we have to know (laughs) um our email is playonkpodcast at gmail.com yeah Wait, but before we get to our haze... Oh, we need to rate it? We need to rate this show. Oh, yeah. Dang. Okay. What do you rate it? I rate it a 7 out of 10. I also rate it a 7 out of 10. What? Mind readers! So I think if this is, like, your style of comedy, which you would know is in the first couple episodes, you could give it an 8 or a 9 out of 10 easily. Yes. It would be nonstop, tickle your fancy, <laughs> everything you want. This is just the play on K rating. Yeah. Which, yeah, the comedy wasn't always quite perfect for me, for my taste. But generally, like, the acting, the OST, the directing... They were all on point. They were all very good. And it was what we asked for. It was the show that we wanted to see right now. It was the... Maybe it was the show that we needed, but not that we deserved. (laughs) Or maybe it was the show we... No, it was the show we needed. Just not the show we deserved. Yeah, it was too good for us. Um, okay. Now we've rated it. If you also have a rating... Probably Twitter would be a good place to hit us up with that. We are at Play on K. But also, we'll probably have an Instagram post for this episode as well. So you can 
find us on there at Play on K Podcast and tell us your rating at either of those places. Yeah, we are. We've got our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. We've got our episodes up on there. You can comment there. You can. There's a lot to do on our website. There's a link to our Patreon from our website, and you can find us all of that at playonk.com. Yeah, our Patreon just got restructured, so now we have a one dollar bus stop girl tier. So you can just stop by. Give us some love and support and get a shout out on the podcast. A big old thank you and our love forever. Or you can sign up for our $5 tier, the Happy Award winners, and get access to all of our bonus content, our blog posts, our bonus episodes, our watch parties, anything that we do that is more of Raquel and I's brains and our love for K-dramas. That's patreon.com slash play on K. We are on lots of different streaming sites. You can find us on Stitcher, Blueberry, iTunes podcasts, and Spotify. And most of those you can rate and review us. And we would love you forever if you did. It really helps us out. It helps us get on the charts. Helps other pod uh, K-drama podcast fans find us. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we will catch you for our next K-drama. It's going to be coming out in October, super spooky, and we can't wait to start it. Yeah, we'll see you.